shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Absitava. We thank you. We give you praise. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. I'm sort of in a maharadosh to suffer. I'm sort of in a maharadosh to cutter. I'm sort of in a maharadosh to cutter. We give you praise. We thank you. We thank you. So the master send the machine to bear a car to venom or to venom or sat of venom or sheet of venom at it. Emzo to venom or sheet of venom at it. Emzo to venom or to venom or sheet of 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 venom or we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for grace. Even to meet again, Father, we give you all the praise. Ham sosa fene moshito vene maharada zoto. Emparada asta zevene moshito vene moshito vene moshito vene moshito vari asta seferina mata. Episode vene moshito vene asta sete keriata zete meshita. Emazoto vene moshita. Em Sosafeni Moshita Vere Castes in Nenoshi Matari Vasita, Em Zoto Venemata Vere Castes in Nemoshita Vere Mata. Jesus, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your unfailing love. We thank you, Father, for breath for life father we give you praise a hard and no more shit of any matter absent of any more shit of any matter carry to zoot of any mahasas of any dear you know shifted fenma pressed to so finny he's a finny carry as the same you know shit of any matter finny daughters of any matter emzata zeny more shit of any masity veny maharaga shit of any more city veny more shit of any more city Em zoto vene moshito vene moharata zato vene moshito vene mata. Em zoto zene moshito fara hasta. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for your mercy and kindness. We thank you, Father, for your breath, for life. Haso sefi mahara zoto vene moshito vene mata. Em zoto vene moshito. E praso sofene moshito vene moshito kere moshito vene hata bariga sito vene mata. Em zoto vene mahara zoto vene neste seni makari asta zene moshito. Em zoto vene moshito vene moshito vene mata. Em zoto vene moshito vene moshito very hasta semenita. Jesus, we give you praise. We thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your kindness. Can we just begin to also just appreciate God even for the past week? Thank Him for His kindness. Thank Him for even breath for grace to go through the week, even thanking for the week that is starting today. Father, we thank you, we give you praise. 
I'm just also just begin to thank God for the meeting today and just begin to appreciate God that we're able to even gather today again. Father, we bless your name. We give you all the praise. Can we just begin to pray again for the spirit of wisdom? Uh, I know in the previous meetings we have been looking at First Corinthians one, two, three, and part of you know the core of that is moving from milk to meat, or being moving from carnal to becoming spiritual, and part of that is coming into the knowledge of God, and how God gives His knowledge is by a spiritual wisdom, which Paul began to speak to the Corinthians about, telling them. That a spiritual man only on the, on, they can discern the things of God. 
because a natural man cannot understand the things of God, neither indeed can he. For the things of God, they are spiritually discerned. Uh, if they are spiritually discerned, it means we need to be made spiritual. And the beginning of being made spiritual is to come into spiritual wisdom. As Paul began to address the Corinthians church, that they should not use the earthly wisdom. They should not use the worldly wisdom, but a spiritual wisdom which is from God, that they should be more inclined towards our Let us begin to pray that we will be filled with all spiritual wisdom, uh, that we will receive the spirit of wisdom in much more givings of the spirit, in much more givings of God, that we will receive the spirit of wisdom in abundance, that the spirit of wisdom will come in abundance, will come, become active in and upon us uh, daily, even from our natural life, even, I mean, everything is spiritual, but we come, become much more spiritual in our person, inwardly, outwardly, that will become much more spiritual, will be endowed with the spirit of wisdom in the mighty name of Jesus. That we receive so much help for the spirit of wisdom, counsel, wisdom will be given to us in abundance. We'll become much more aligned with the spirit of wisdom. We'll become much more uh, in, in line. We'll be much more sensitive to the spirit of wisdom. That wherever we are still lacking wisdom, we are asking, as the scripture says, if anyone lack wisdom, let him ask from the Father who give it freely. I will upbraid it not. Can we just pray even to the Father to, to, to give us the spirit of wisdom in abundance, that there will be increase in the supply of the spirit of wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Zotu Karita Zata Kadi Moshita Kada Moshita Venem Moshita Venem Moshita Venem Moshita Im Zata Venem Moshita Venem Moshita Venem Moshita Venem Moshita Zata Kariasta Zata Meni Moshita Vane Moshita Zeta Kali Vesita Mesita Vana Hata Meshita. Can we just pray for mercy for the supply of the Spirit? For the supply of the Spirit of wisdom, much more mercy for the supply. Of the spirit of wisdom, Omasusefenia, Alizatana, Emzoto Veni Kerisha, Ebata, 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 Gusen, Yatakali, Astazani, Mushita, Emuzete Veni, Muholbas, Sefiatazini, Mushita, Embata, 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 Emagata, Emasufeni, Mushita, Vastaseni, Mushita, Emzoto Veni, Mushita, Kaya, Basite Veni, Mushita. We receive deliverance from the wisdom of this world. 
in the name of Jesus. Satu vene mushita vane mata. Eprikatu vete keshita zene mushita. Emzutu emzata. Emzutu emzata vane mushita barika sata. Epriazete vene mushita zata bakata ne mushita. Emzutu zene mushita vane mushita. Emparazete zefene mushita vane mushita vane mushita. That will come into spiritual wisdom. Emazete vene mushita vene mushita 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 into all wisdom and spiritual understanding into all wisdom that will receive all of wisdom not just small will receive all of the wisdom of God needed even in Christ we will receive all wisdom and spiritual understanding will come into all wisdom and spiritual understanding in the name of Jesus. That will have grace, that will receive so much grace as a result of receiving wisdom and understanding, even to deny envy and strive, divisions, that whatever there is divisions walking in our member, whatever there is envy, strive, that will begin to receive so much grace, so much more grace for deliverance, to have answer to all these things when they begin to spring forth, that will have answer to them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask for more help, grace, grace, by the receiving even of your spirit of wisdom and understanding, grace even to deny envy, strive, divisions even things that are of this word natural thing things of a natural mind father who receive grace to leave them to deny them and move spiritually become much more spiritual by your spirit master will come into all wisdom 
and spiritual understanding. In that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, even by your spirit, by your grace, by your might. Thank you, Father. Can we just begin to pray lastly for the meeting today that heaven will just help us for direction and help even for utterance as much as well. That we receive so much help of the Spirit, even this <laughs> evening, in the mighty name of Jesus. Sahore Veshima Kata, Mzote Mzote Vene Masete Beni Kashite Zete Kalima, Prezito Vone Moshite Vene Kaste Zende Noshta, Mzata Bata. Much help for the Spirit. Mzote Zene Mashite Vene Kata Bane Hore Veshima Kata. Mzote benta, mbata, mbata, mbata vana mushita vane mushita variasta. Mzote vene mushita vane maharia. Mzote vene mushita zete vene mata. Zete vana mushita. Supply of your spirit. Even tonight, this evening, in the mighty name of Jesus. So fenemuta. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Even for... Help to meet again today. We say be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Lord, as we begin to move into your word, even to fellowship together with one another, we ask for the supply of your spirit and the breath of your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus, both in the conversation and upon your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O Lord, for much more help this evening, even to flow in your spirit. Even to receive life from you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for each and every one, Lord, that you will grant us understanding. Even as we begin to look into your word, you will open our right. eyes. Even to see life and wondrous work out of your law in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I welcome everyone here. And... Uh, uh, good evening to everyone. Trust we are all doing okay. Uh, I was uh, our week. I was I was last week. Uh, we're all doing fine. Been fine. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. It was a long week for me. Oh wow. Hope it wasn't too long. <laughs> it was very stressful because we moved so so oh. week. Yeah. Uh, now I was thinking of you during the week, question. I wish that. Sorry, how is it going? It's going by net. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're still moving. You're not done yet. We're still unpacking. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Ah. Hopefully, uh, it's not too stressful. Yeah, we survived. The Lord got us through. Amen. Wow. All right. Um, I guess I wanted to just ask us today if, uh, or let's just start from maybe just a recap of last week. If uh, you know we have anyone that would just help us with that, or what we understand from last week. Anybody?
So we'd have a, an easy volunteer. So no volunteer today. Or should I just ask anyone? I know Yanu was here. Do you want to help us? Just to wake up. I was going to talk, but I'm like, I spoke. Anyway, okay. Um. <laughs> I know you were here, so... Sorry, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm Sorry, not it's okay, me. it's fine. I should have spoken on before you called me, it's fine. <laughs> okay, um, so last week um, we talked about how, I think it started by saying that the next learning after milk is meat, mm. and that meat is the beginning of the knowledge or learning of God, and it starts with the learning of Christ, mm. and that the way we learn Christ is through spiritual wisdom, like that's the means through which we get knowledge of God. Yeah. And that spiritual wisdom is what will move us from carnality to the knowledge of God. And you define spiritual wisdom as the searcher. So unlike the way we define wisdom in the natural world, natural world says wisdom is the application of knowledge, but in the New Testament, spiritual wisdom is the searcher, is what actually brings knowledge, and that it reveals Christ to his soul. It brings, what it's going to do is it's going to bring to light the scripture, with a goal to reveal the person of Christ to his soul. And that according to God's definition, a wise person is he who takes that wisdom, but a fool is he who rejects God's life, which is kind of opposite to what we know naturally. Mm. So I think that was kind of like a summary of what we talked about last week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think that was just uh, that was pretty much the summary, and uh, I think the rest was um, Paul addressing the Corinthians church regarding their division. Um, and division is a is is a walk inside the soul that could also cause someone to prefer one over the other. And like Paul was addressing the Corinthians church, and he mentioned to them that both Paul and Apollos they are. They are both um, workers, or they are both laborers in God's kingdom. Um, pretty much, they are the same. So they shouldn't have a divided heart, a divided mind, which is a sign that they are still, um, they are not growing, they are not moving forward, they are still in milk, and they are not moving to meat, or they are, not, they don't, they don't, they are not showing signs that they are ready for meat which is the knowledge of God which starts with the knowledge of Christ um, I think that's pretty much it and let me move to chapter 4 and I think Paul was still in this chapter still talking on the same issues that were having but let me read it and then we'll go from there Verse 1 says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ. Oh, okay. Before I go forward, do we have any question from last week actually? From maybe the teachings in that chapter there? I know we had some questions, but I don't know if we're able to maybe listen to it again or if there's any other question that came up uh, just before I continue. Sorry, I wanted to ask are we recording this meeting? Yes, it's recorded. Yeah, and I will upload it after. Because last week's one wasn't uploaded. That's yes, that was my from my own end, actually. Okay. Yeah, don't worry, you'll get it today or tomorrow. Okay, thank you. All right, bye. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
Let a man, verse, uh, first Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. So let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? Now ye are full, now ye are rich, ye have reigned as kings without us, and I would to God ye did reign, that we also might reign with you. For I think that God hath set forth us the apostles last, as it were appointed to that, for we are made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels, and to men, we are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. Even unto this present hour we both hunger and thirst, and are naked and are buffeted, and have no certain dwelling place. And labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer it, being defamed, we entreat, we are made as the field of the world, and are the offscoring of all things unto this day. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you, for though ye have ten, for though ye have ten thousand instructors in Christ, ye have yet not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. For this cause I have sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son, and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. Verse 18, now some are puffed up as though I would not come to you, but I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod, or in love, and in the spirit of meekness? Uh, so that's that. I don't end it with a with a question, uh, but the rest of the conversation continued in chapter five. So I think since we are in chapter four, I will go back to the beginning and then we can 
can chat from there. Quick question, did anybody read this ahead of time or? It's just a day. I'd read it before, but not like recently. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Uh, right. So let me go to verse one. So, uh, of course, there's a progression from chapter three. Uh, so after he addressed them and he let them know that hello, this looks like this. Okay, hi. Now someone joining. Hi, Victor. Okay, it's mute now because there was some background noise. All right, so. In verse chapter 4, verse 1 says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. Now, um, I believe here Paul began to address some of the issues with the Corinthians church in the sense that they were now to understand it we really go to the end where he now began to talk about those that are puffed up and thinking that it will not come to them um, or it will not come physically to meet them and we know that um, he's, he's, he's doing that or he's addressing that issue because there was, there's probably some issues with people there uh, no, if you look at the thought from chapter 3, that are already divided, they're already uh, showing signs of pride because they, one is saying, I prefer Paul, some is saying, I prefer Apollos. I mean, that was the, the beginning issue, which Paul in chapter 3 was addressing that we are all the same. Now, it looks as if they are now beginning to also, you know, mention things like, uh, or trying to judge Paul. That, or, it's not stated explicitly, but it's almost like, uh, their thought was to us in the saying, who who made you rulers over us, so that kind of a thing. Um, so we can see in Paul's thought here that he began to address them and he's saying to them that they should account them, both Paul, Apollos, and the rest of the of the ministers, as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God, meaning that they should account to them as people that when we say stewards, someone that is holding something. Uh, that or still holding something in or represent th something, uh, so it requires the steward that a man be found faithful. And what he's saying really is that they are stewards of the mysteries of God, meaning that pretty much that they are holding the mysteries of God, uh, or they carry they are representatives of the mysteries of God, uh, and that they should account to them as ministers of Christ. Right, which means that they minister Christ. Um, and then he began to tell them that it is required that in stewards a man be found faithful. So pretty much trying, maybe there has been some doubt in their heart is letting them know that it is required of them as stewards of the mysteries of God because they are you know, trusted with the mysteries of God by God. And as a result, they were, or they ought to just trust him and the rest of the apostles with that but it looks as if they are you know, trying to judge but Paul is telling them that with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of he said, I don't mind if you judge me or I'm not judged of any man's judgment because me myself I judge not my own self 
uh, because it's, it's almost like an attitude of meekness saying that uh, he's not made a judge but he's, he's, he's submitting himself to God because judge is, God is he who will judge him and it's, in a way he's also talking about uh, the way about surrendering to the spirit for living because that way we are made subject to the judgment of God and of course if you live by the spirit we'll be able to uh, live rightly or righteously but he says that uh, I judge my own self for I know nothing by myself. So he's trying to also address the area of knowledge whereby <clears throat> it is possible to be puffed up. Because one of the things that begins to happen when, uh, or, or, or let me put it this way, when a soul is beginning to transition into the knowledge of God, of course we know that these Corinthian churches have issues, right? Because they were supposed to be moving fully into Christ or the knowledge of God, but they have issues, which is clear. And of course, it is possible that somehow, somehow, they, they are beginning to have a lot of spiritual experience that is pointing them to spiritual wisdom. Now, we begin to see most of that later when we began to talk about the gift of the Spirit and some of the things that they were doing. Because at some point, these guys will prophesy and they begin to drink. <laughs> and after being drunk, they will still be prophesying and be eating Holy Communion. Right? So, there were, there were a lot of issues with, with, with the Corinthians there. So he began to address it, uh, but of course, when you look at them, even in in um, in milk, when it is uh, heavily by the spirit, like you know, these these people they have the gift of the spirit, they are prophesying, you know, all those things, gift of the spirit in a way, even even without moving into the knowledge of God, it has a way of puffing souls up. Come to now think of when you now begin to move into spiritual wisdom, which begins to search things of God, and, it be, and revelation begins to open up to a soul, much more in the knowledge of God. There's a whole lot of activity that begins to happen in a soul, which could prompt a soul or tend to bring a soul into a place where they can begin to judge others by the knowledge that they have. Almost in a way, having a sense of superiority based on the knowledge that they have and you can see those that kind of attitude in souls when they begin to come into knowledge and then they, they can begin to or the soul can begin to just look others with a very low uh, esteem and it's a very bad attitude in the spirit so paul was pretty much in a way addressing that issue while in the spirit of meekness still submitting himself to them as stewards of the mystery of god says, yet I am not, in verse 4, it says, for I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. Say, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. Um, and of course, we can see this much more uh, later in uh, chapter 3, when he said that. Uh, let me see if I can read it. In chapter 3, he mentioned to them, uh, In verse, uh, what is it? That oh yeah, it's actually chapter two. Sorry, uh, when he says a spiritual man judges all things, when he began to talk about judgment, really, says. Uh, chapter two, verse fifteen. Fifteen, yes. Thank you. He says, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yes, so... Oh, that's three. I was wondering. Yeah, that's three. Two, fifteen. Okay. Yeah. 
So, but is he that is spiritual judge all things, yet he himself is judge of no man? For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So, in this area, he's, he's talking about spiritual judgment. So, he that is spiritual judge all things because of knowledge or because of the growth that comes. That judging all things doesn't necessarily mean that you are beginning to judge and say, okay, this one is lower than this, this one is higher than that. Um, it's talking about spiritual judgment, which is really as a result of the knowledge of God. So judgment in that sense, just that living righteously, being able to judge, to live righteously, right? Which is different from uh, what he's talking about in this chapter 4, right? Uh, but in a way, still linked in a way, because as a result of growth, we'll be able to judge rightly, and so we'll be able to live rightly. Um, but this is not natural man's judgment so he's not trying to address that aspect of natural man's judgment because almost like those corinthian uh, believers were beginning to just you know judge others in a carnal way so therefore in us it's not addressing them in verse 5 it says in chapter 4 verse 5 said therefore judge nothing before the time until the lord come who both will bring to light now, here he's talking about actually a process as well as what is going to happen pretty much. So, therefore, judge nothing before time. Now, this is don't judge anything until you've grown to come to be able to judge all things and live rightly. Um, until the Lord comes, until the Lord comes. So, the coming of the Lord has to do, it's not just the second coming. Now, the second coming is after many comings of the Lord. Now, when he says the Lord comes, who both, it will do two things, will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. Meaning when the Lord comes upon his soul, because there will be a season of the coming of the Lord upon his soul, which is for the purpose of the giving of knowledge of Christ, or of the knowledge of the Lord, which Second um, Corinthians chapter 3 talked about, whatever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Because the spirit of the Lord is also in charge of the spirit of wisdom and revelation or spirit of wisdom and understanding right so it's still all up it's still all around the spirit of the lord now it says when the lord until the lord come who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsel of the heart Right, so it will make manifest the counsels of the heart. So the counsels of the heart is actually talking about the life that a soul is living. So for example, when a soul is in darkness or is living by the light of darkness, which the light of the Lord would reveal. So it will bring to light, meaning it will reveal the hidden things of darkness. Now the hidden things of darkness is talking about the hidden things of darkness in the heart. Because there are hidden things of darkness in the heart. And eating things of darkness does not mean somebody, and you know, once you eat things of darkness, the other person is dark. It's possible to think that that person is evil, uh, maybe intentionally doing diab diabolical things, or the person, you know, uh, you know, is backbiting against and, you know, speaking evil of someone behind. You can say that person is evil, that person is in darkness, or things like that, or they are non believer. But not just that. So it brings to light the hidden things of darkness. There are hidden things of darkness in the heart as a result of the life. Of darkness that men are exposed to but that darkness that men are exposed to is not really is what is that darkness is actually a light 
It is the light of the world, which the world gives to a soul, which results in the way the world judges things, right? So the knowledge of the world can be summed into, you know, tradition of merriment of this world and the law of wisdom or philosophy, right? Tradition of men could be that, oh, we always, um, we always cook yam this way. And before you know it, everybody assumes that that's how yam should be cooked. And when somebody is trying to cook differently, all of a sudden they're like, no, we don't cook it that way. No, that's not how we do it. Now, that is talking about tradition of men, um, which sometimes, really, most of the time, one way or the other found its way into our judgment in Christianity because it is a counsel. Those traditions have become counsels in the heart whereby when we see something different, it begins to counsel the heart and then tells that that thing is wrong. Well, right, I mean, there's not, there may not be anything wrong with it, right? Now, so for example, what is sitting in the heart as counsel is a whole lot of not... So what counsel works with is the light that wisdom has brought already. Now, when the light is sitting, up, or when, when uh, wisdom searches and brings knowledge, uh, you know, the, the worldly wisdom too gives knowledge to a soul in a way. Right? That can sit in the heart as counsel. So tradition of men actually sits in the heart of men as counsel because it begins to counsel them on, on how to live. So if they want to, let's say, um, the, the, the easiest one to use is when we want to marry, uh, no, there could be things like, oh, we must go and uh, wash your feet by the waters as part of the ritual for your leg to be good in you. Know? And you may be wondering, okay, why must you wash my leg? Or it's a sign of, like, we must do it. Okay, why must we do it? No, there may not be questions like that, but the moment someone says, okay, maybe we don't have time. Maybe they don't, there's not even anything wrong. But they don't just have time to do it. They're like, oh, you must do it. You must do it. <laughs> what is happening is because cancer is talking. So, for example, maybe let's say we are going to school or we're looking for a job or let's say we just finished school and the next thing is that they'll be asking questions. When are you going to marry? Or, when, or maybe somebody has married. When are you going to have a child? Things like that. And you'll be wondering, is God that provides? Or... Ah, marry god will lead me but they'll be like no no you finish school the next thing is to marry all those things are traditions or things like oh i'm i'm already 25 or i'm already 30 i should marry now there is really really not nothing that states a specific time right it's not everybody that will marry that's one thing right so one thing for sure is that Thus, those things that begin to speak to a soul concerning how to live, like saying time is going, you should go and get married, just find anybody. Those things are sitting as counsel in the heart, right? But there's also, there should be something else working in that, not the tradition of men, but rather the life of God. That should be a counsel upon the soul. Right? But it says, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before time until the Lord comes. So the Lord comes for the purpose of giving knowledge. Who both will bring to light, it will reveal the hidden things of darkness. So when the Spirit of the Lord begins to come upon his soul by giving of wisdom and understanding, that giving of wisdom and understanding is not for the purpose of being puffed up because it is very, very, very possible that a soul can be lifted because of the receiving of knowledge. Why? It is because the soul loves knowledge. One way or the other, when there's a discovery, it's almost like a pride for the soul. 
and that thing can sit as pride in a, in, in, in a heart. And they can begin to look down on others and look down on other people. Right? But it's not, it's not meant to be so. It says, who will bring to light the identities of darkness and will make manifest the cancers of the heart. So when the Spirit of the Lord comes, the purpose of it is to make manifest the hidden things of darkness. Meaning the things that the wisdom of this world has installed in souls. The coming of the Lord will begin to reveal them for the purpose of dealing with them, surrendering to God through the operations of the spirit of wisdom and uh, and understanding the counsel and might. Counsel and might because the knowledge that is coming should sit in the heart as counsel which should begin to instruct a soul on how to live. Now, when we sit at council, then we need might to be able to do the things that we are being counseled about, which in the later on results in the fear of the Lord and of the knowledge of God. So that's the, whole end, that's the end of the whole process there, right? And then that process can be repeated many times in different aspects and areas of our life, whereby we keep coming into knowledge, we keep coming into fear of God in different aspects. Maybe one area is good, maybe one area is not yet awesome. Right, bring to that the eating things of darkness, I will make manifest the cancer of the heart, and then shall every man have praise of God. Now, you'll be looking at it that what does it mean? Say, I will reveal the eating things of darkness of the heart and shall make manifest the cancer of the heart. Then, why should every man have praise of God? What does this mean? Because when we look at it, you say praise of God, you'll be wondering that ah, praise of God simply means they just praise the Lord, right. But okay, God has revealed it again. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? It may not necessarily mean let's just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Right? Now, this is then shall every man have praise of God. It's talking about a process whereby after eating things of darkness and the counsel of that has been revealed for the purpose of working upon it. Of course, the spirit of the Lord is coming for a purpose, it is to give entrance to souls concerning God. Meaning that he wants to open the world of God to his soul. Therefore, it will come, reveal things, hearts will begin to align in righteousness, will begin to live in righteousness. And as a result of that, they can then have entrance into God. Because there is a kind of man that God will accept. It is a man that that the Spirit of the Lord has worked upon to bring into the fullness of Christ. And it is that, that soul that will have entrance into God or that God will accept. So entrance, praise in scripture, you know, according to even our you know, daddy has taught us, praise simply means entrance. So when it says praise of God, it means entrance of God. So then shall every man have entrance of God. So if every man will have entrance, it means that there's a process that we all go through to have entrance. For that, for us to have entrance, eating things of darkness must be brought to light. Cancels of the heart must be revealed or be made manifest so that the heart and the soul can see it and change. Verse 6, it then says, And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to my servant to Apollos, just talking about things I've been talking to them. For your sake, that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written. So he's saying that if they want to judge them, they should judge them according to the scripture. Or they should think of them, men that is not above scripture or that which is written. Now, that is that is the standard of judgment. Not anything else, but that which is written, really. But it's just saying to them that 
I've written all these things to you, and uh, in, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. So we can begin to see here how Paul is beginning to address that issue of being puffed up, of being prideful as a result of knowledge. Because when the knowledge of God comes, like I said earlier, it is possible that a heart and a soul be lifted up. And what you begin to see is that that kind of heart can begin to misbehave in the, in the body. So one thing about the, the, the light of the word of righteousness is the sense that because of the way it comes and the nature of the activity of the spirit of wisdom and revelation, it is very possible that the heart can be lifted up. So when we go to church and then maybe say they are interpreting scripture differently than we are, that we, that we are maybe learning by the spirit of, of wisdom, we can begin to now look down on people. The heart can be puffed up. There's a possibility for that. And then we, be, we begin to see different hearts misbehaving each other, whereby the heart may not submit in the church. Maybe we're in a church, in a local church. We cannot now submit to leadership there because you know, we feel the leadership is, is pretty much... Um, not in the knowledge, does not know Bible well, or does not have the knowledge of God, or is not knowing what we are learning yet. So as a result, we can't even, you know, we might misbehave, we might, you know, think ourselves higher than authority most of the time, and just, you know, begin to misbehave pretty much, right? Because of that attitude, because when that attitude is there, somehow it's just glaring in the heart, whereby the heart will just, you know, walk in a strange way. It says, let me continue then. It says, not to think of men above that which is written, that none of you be puffed up for one against another. Now, part of this also is coming from, um, you know, in the previous verses, where, you know, especially in chapter one, where he already addressed the issue of division amongst them, which chapter three is also addressing, right? Where one said, I'm a Paul and no, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Peter, or Kephas. You know, that is a sense of, like, I think I mentioned also last week that when a heart is beginning to do that, it's a sign of pride in the soul. Because he's thinking, um, I'm of Paul, because Paul's, Paul's mystery is higher than Apollos' mystery. And that's the sign of pride. So because Paul's mystery is higher, I am of Paul, then some will think, oh, Apollos' mystery is higher than Paul. I'm of Apollos. All those things are signs of pride in the soul, which Paul is not beginning to address in them. He said, none should be puffed up. Because this is your issue of division. is coming also, is streaming also from a sense of pride. Says, for who make it thee, verse 7, for who make it thee to differ from another? Means, who's, who's telling you that you are different from another? The same way in the beginning, something told Adam that he's naked. What who told you, right, to be puffed up for one against another? Say for who make it thee to differ from another. You shouldn't be puffed up against another, for who make it thee to differ from another. And what hast thou that thou did not receive? He's saying to them that what did you have that you did not receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, meaning if you receive it. Why do you glory? Why does thou glory as if thou hast not received it? Why do you glory as if you did not receive it? Now, this aspect is, to us, is talking about what I've been explaining, whereby 
no, what is showing in them here is that they are being puffed up, and they are not, and it's clear that it's as a result of knowledge. And if they are being puffed up as a result of knowledge, it's saying that they should be meek, simply. That's what you're telling them. They should be meek. Why? Because they are behaving as if that thing that is given to them, they didn't receive it. And if they received it, it means that mercy has come to them. It's not as if they know it from the beginning of the world. They should, they should, they should come in the meekness because it is mercy that allows them to come into whatever knowledge that they have. Right? So they shouldn't be behaving as if they created the knowledge simply. Right? So why does that glory as it thou has not received it? It was given to you. And the same way it's given to you, it can be given to someone else. So you can't even have a puffed up attitude or approach. Verse 8 says, Now ye are full. Now ye are just talking about you know, their estate. Ye have reigned as kings without us. So because Paul is not with them, he's talking about how they have been living. So they have reigned as kings without them. Doesn't mean that they're actually kings. Says, I would I would to God ye did reign. So I say, I don't mind if you if you reign, me pretty much if you enjoy life, that we also might reign with you. Because as you reign, we are reigning with you. So for I think that God has set forth us the apostles last. He says that pretty much what Paul is trying to now rebeat into them is that God has given them the apostle through the body. So they, they are not mindful how they they maybe maybe enjoying life in a way. Um now let me read further so that I'll just because the, the summary of all these things from that chapter, sorry, from verse nine up until like verse thirteen was really to repeat that aspect of the apostles being given to the body. So it's not talking about they suffer so that the body can be blessed. So it then began to talk in that verse nine. Say for I think that God had say for I think that God has set forth us the apostles last as it were appointed to death. For we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men. Say so they are made spectacles. Pretty much <laughs> they suffer for the rest of the body. Say so we are fools for Christ's sake. But ye are wise. Say so they are fools so that they can be wise. Pretty much they, the things they suffer or many things they might go through can seem foolish. Which is for the body because when they begin to teach, they come into the wisdom of into the spirit of wisdom which actually teaches Christ. So he said ye are wise in Christ. Things that is given to them. So we are weak, but ye are strong, meaning that they are giving themselves, of course. Ye are honorable, we are despised. <laughs> because, for example now, an apostle, all his life is just suffering and teaching, right? But these other people can have a different life. They can be business people, they can be you know, lawyers, doctors, different professions, different things that may seem honorable in the natural, right? Of course, it's not talking about spiritual here. It's the natural. So ye are... Ye are strong, ye are honorable, but we are despised. Even because nobody likes preachers. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place. So they have no place, they are no, they suffer, they are naked. And labor, working with our own hands, they even use they have they even work with their own hands. Being revived, we bless. So while they are being revived, they bless because they are blessing to the body. Being persecuted, we suffer. So they suffer persecution. Being defamed, we entreat. So they are still you know, exhorting people while they are being defamed. We are made as the filth of the world. I mean, just too much suffering. If you look at their world then, the best thing we want to do at that time is not to be a preacher. 
So we are made as the feet of the world and at the offscoring of all things unto this day. See, I write not this thing to shame. He's not telling them that even though I say that you know, we are suffering for you, I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty or to shame you. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved son. See, I am talking to you as my sons. I am warning you. So he's warning them concerning their attitude and their state. So for though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, ye have not many fathers. So he's saying that they might have many instructors, or according to say to Timothy, he said to Timothy as well, so you have many teachers, but one father. So you may have 10,000 instructors in Christ. And this instruct this is instructors in Christ. Those are those that actually teach Christ. Yet have ye not many fathers? So he's saying that you don't have many fathers because really I begot you. So for in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. So what he's saying is that he has spent time teaching and teaching and teaching them so that they can be born again. Not just born again, but also grow and eventually into Christ. So I begat you. Right? So for though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, ye have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers of me. So he's telling them, follow me. For this cause have I sent unto you. So because of this issue that is happening to you, and I'm imploring you to follow me, I have sent to you Timothy, or Timotheus, who is my beloved son, and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ. Pretty much, he's sending Timothy to them to begin to teach them concerning Christ again. As I teach everywhere in every church, because Paul was pretty much raised to teach Christ. So now, some are puffed up as though I would not come to you. Now, Amen. So it says now, some are puffed up as though I would not come to you. Which is where he began to really address their issue of you know, being puffed up as he was warning them earlier. But I will come to you shortly. If the Lord will, I will know. Not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. See, I don't want to know the speech of them that, that are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love? And in the spirit of men. It's just saying that, how would you expect me to come? Because should I come to you and deal with you with a rod? Or do I, should I come to you in love or in the spirit of meekness? It's pretty much just saying them that they should choose how you should come to them, pretty much because of their attitude. But there's something I want to bring out here in these last verses. This says that when I come, I will... And will know say I will know not the speech of them which are puffed up. So I don't want to I don't just want to hear what you are saying because the kingdom of God is not in words but in power, right? Really, that's what he's saying. But the power. So what he says, I don't want to know the speech of them that are puffed up. I want to know the power of them that seem to be puffed up. What that means, which is the same thing he's saying in verse twenty. Say for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. Is that he's not talking about the show of power when it comes to maybe they can raise the sick they can you know heal the sick raise the dead you know, prophesy um speaking tongues or give tongues and interpretations or any anything that seems to be you know what we we call power in quote but 
the true power of the kingdom, which really is Christ. According to Romans 1, 16 that we read uh, you know, in the past, which says that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, right? To the, Jew, to the Jew, then to the Greek, then to the Gentiles. Right? For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. I am not ashamed of the gospel of faith. It is the power of God unto salvation, right? It is the power of God unto salvation. When we now talk about power, it's not talking about, you know, you know, just doing things. It's really talking about um, the power to, power onto, meaning that it's what will bring someone into salvation. So the power of God is what brings someone into God, pretty much. That's what he's saying there. So power of God is the power of God. Agbar alone, power of God. It is the power of God. Meaning it is the enabling that God gives to a soul. Right? So it's I don't want to know your speech, but the power. And the power there is resident in na- change of nature. As simple as the display of meekness or the display of humility or the display of love or charity. Now, that's what the scripture refers to as power because when we begin to when we begin to move into Christ, which is the power of God, the things we learn in Christ, the things that spirit of wisdom and understanding will bring, counsel and might will work on to end us in the knowledge of God, those things should eventually should eventually translate to power. Or it is what we really, really call power. Right? Because when those things when those spirits, the spirit of the Lord has worked upon his soul to ensure that life is reigning. In a soul, when light is raining, that light, that soul is displaying power. It's the the rain of light is the display of power. Let me put it that way. So, so for the kingdom of God is not in words. So he's not saying that the kingdom of God. When you're talking about kingdom of God, it's not just about too much talking, because even the kingdom comes by receiving wisdom, right, and understanding, castle and might, and fear of the Lord and of the knowledge of the Lord. When those things work upon the soul. And it it changes the nature in the soul. That's what you call power. Right? And then, what you call power is, you know, for example, somebody hurt and then you're able to forgive. That's actually power at work. When somebody um, is irritating or maybe somebody is always offending and but you receive grace to just love the person, that's actually power. So that's a display of power. Display of power is not being able to point a finger of accusation. You know, when somebody hurt and you're not saying, ah, let me put, that's actually display of power. Or display of power is actually not being able to use our own right. What we call our right. Maybe you have a right to just sack somebody and then you don't use it. But instead you worked upon somebody and then maybe you helped the person grow. That's actually display of power. But to us, in the natural sense, display of power is that somebody misbehaves, let's just fire them. That's what we call power because they're in a position of power to fire. Right? So it's not saying that the kingdom of God is not in one, but in power, meaning the change, the work, the, the, the display of the nature of God in a soul. So that's pretty much it uh, for this chapter. So And there's two things, uh, majorly two, the things that Paul talked about here in this scripture, I just outlined them. It's pretty much addressing the Corinthians church concerning being puffed up because they were beginning to exhibit sense of pride, 
right? And he's talking to them that they shouldn't be puffed up. They shouldn't be puffed up one against another. They shouldn't have a sense of division. Not being puffed up. No sense of division. And then he talked about the apostles being given to them as the ministers and the, 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 the holders of the mysteries of God. Because the beginning of the, the, the revealing of the mystery of God is actually when Christ begins to come to his soul. So when the Lord will come, so he's talking about things that will happen to a soul when they are beginning to move in the knowledge of God. So he talked about that and he talked about that aspect of being puffed up to address that, right? He addressed being puffed up and what happens to a soul as it begins to grow in the Lord. And there's a tendency for a soul to move into pride as it begins to come into the knowledge of God. Uh, and he's also telling them that they would be mysteries of God. So that's the, but the core. The core learning here is that they should be careful of not being puffed up, right? Because of that, not revelation knowledge that begins to come to them, they should be meek, really. And then lastly, he's talking to them about the display of the power, right? He's telling them that the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. So he doesn't want to see their talks. He wants to see their conversations pretty much or what they have in god their knowledge of god the display of their knowledge of god which is power or the knowledge of christ which they are receiving right? which really is the display of power so it's telling them i don't want to see too much talk but i want to see changes so those are the things that you really address if i want to call it, i'll say just majorly just three things one that the decide the apostles are are, are, are counted as stewards of the mysteries of God, and that they should be weary, too, they should be weary of being pr uh, prideful, or being puffed up. And lastly, that it doesn't, the, the major, is addressing them concerning their attitude, that he doesn't want to hear too much talking, because some are already puffed up, but is more concerned about their conversion, or their display of the power of Christ. So those are the major, major uh, key here in this, in this chapter. Um, and I think that should be it. Do we have any question regarding this one? So that's it too. So today now we are, we are in the we are in the interactive aspect. Maybe today might even end a little bit earlier. But that's it. Do we have any questions? Sir, thank you. I just wanted, I don't know if it's possible for you to just explain more on this whole issue of being puffed up as a result of knowledge. Because, mm -hmm. especially like for me, I knew that I struggled with this when I first got into this world. Yes. Um, when I go into settings, like I'll say church, for example, and I really like the example you gave about when they interpret scriptures. Yes. And they're like, no, this is wrong. And it's just so easy to feel like all of them they don't know what they're doing. They're all babies, blah, blah, blah. And or maybe we're having conversations with people who are Christians, or maybe, let me say family, who they have a serious work with God, but they're not necessarily in this light. Yes. And they have these things that we don't see the way they see. Like, is it, so, is it, what you're saying that the right thing to do is just to be meek and not see anything, or is it right to correct them and be like, oh, no, that's not what the scripture is. Like, how do we navigate all those guys' situations? So, concerning that area, part of that is also um, 
working with the with the help of the spirit so first of all to just talk to talk around that aspect of being puffed up when we get to come into knowledge or learning the, especially when we come to the word of righteousness um that area is i think so the issue there is that because of the the nature in the soul that is already residing there there's already tendency to be puffed up because by default knowledge puffs up so in a in a spiritual in a spiritual man right in a spiritual man knowledge makes meek but for a natural man knowledge puffs up now a soul that is moving from being natural to becoming spiritual is natural so when knowledge begins to come it, there's a higher tendency or there's a lot more tendency for that soul to be puffed up and then begin to learn learn meekness in that because i i, I believe it's also a, a way of god also exposing or bringing to light the hidden things of darkness of the heart right when wisdom begins to come and knowledge comes because of the state of the soul from where we are used to our judgment we are living in the world where the life inside is actually the life of a carnal man so when knowledge begins to come it might still try to interpret that knowledge or, might, or not just interpret it might still because it's not interpreting it's taking the knowledge and as it is taking the knowledge because of that nature that's there it can potentially react the way a natural man would which is to be puffed up and that's where we begin to see certain natures and attitudes that shows up, you know, when we begin to learn and then we are, you know, we are seeing others and like, ah, these people are just small, 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 small uh, people. They are not even learning righteousness. They are not, they are not, um, they are not, they don't even know what the scripture is saying. They know nothing. They are just kids. But that is not supposed to be the, uh, the, the expected reaction of a soul. Because the attitude that the soul should really, really use is what Paul said in, or that, that, that can help, is what Paul said in that verse, uh, where is that, seven, verse seven, for who make it to differ from one another, and what has thou that thou did not receive? So, when, I say, what do you have that you did not receive? It means that even the knowledge that we are receiving, we received it. It's not as if we have it ourselves. So, first of all, the right attitude to, to see when we are receiving knowledge is not to feel puffed up, but rather to see mercy. Because that thing had to come to us by a lot of warring that heaven had to do to deliver that knowledge to the soul. So, we should actually see it as a thing of mercy rather than a thing of right. Right? Because that's part of the attitude that Paul was addressing. Said, and what has that that thou did not receive? Now, if thou receive, so if you received it, why do you glory as if you did not receive it? And that's mostly the attitude that we, we give at when we are beginning to walk in knowledge. Because we behave as if, oh, we have it, we have it. But the thing is that we actually, <laughs> somebody gave it to us. And all that means that the person that gave it can also give it to the people that we are looking at. Or even random people that, and that there might even be others that have even grown much more than we are. So the best, safest place is actually to look at these things that we are seeing and we are receiving with all meekness and lowliness of heart to see it not as anything but as the mercy of God, right? So, just explain that aspect of why you know, maybe we feel the way we feel is because of the weakness in the soul 
of the natural man that we were before, before we begin to move into the knowledge of God. So that's what is reacting. And we'll see in, uh, or let me just read, because just to give us a scriptural uh, background to one as, to the aspect that says that knowledge pops up. I believe in the Corinthians also, uh, in verse chapter 8 or so, he, he talked to the uh, Corinthians, you know, was telling them, and he says that uh, now concerning things offered unto idols, we know that we all, we know that uh, we all have knowledge, and it says knowledge puff up, but charity edified. So knowledge puffs up, but charity edifies. So he's saying that knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. So it's, it's almost in a way still addressing the same thing in a, in a way or giving a wisdom on how to address it. That if you look at it as a, as as knowledge, it will puff up, although it is actually you know, pretty much knowledge in a way, but Charity, but he said, but when it is love, it is is a fruit of love. It actually edifies rather than puff up. And you notice that being puffed up and being edified almost in a way signifies the same thing. It signifies a raising. Being puffed up is a soul that is raised. Being edified is also a soul that is raised. Right? Because edification means adding to. There's addition. When there's when the soul is edified, so when the soul is edified, it means there, there's meat added. There's more meat. So for example, we have edibles, uh, like like for example, you have a mango that can have you know edible stuff around it before you have the seed, but you can have a, a much more edib, edible mango with a very tiny seed. For example, I don't know, I, I guess, uh, but there's something in Yoruba called jekonyo. It's a mango that is very huge. Pre means that eat one and be full. So it means that you have a lot of edible a, a, a part, but the seed is still tiny. It's not, but I mean, of course, the, the, the seed has to be a little bit big, bigger than the, than the regular mango, but the seed compared to the edible part is still very much you know, smaller. So there's a lot of edible aspect of that mango. So it's saying that charity adds. So when we come into knowledge and it, we, we come into uh, the, the knowledge worked upon us, we understand mm-hmm. it. And we have counsel based on that knowledge. And also, we are able to, by the spirit of might, work out things. It eventually ends up in the fear of the Lord, which really is the love of the Lord. That fear of the Lord really means the love of the Lord or the love of God. So, all these things end up in making us to love God more. That's what it should resolve into. And of the knowledge of the Lord. So now see that the love of the Lord here and the charity edifying is talking about when these things come, it should end in edifying or bearing fruit. Right? Not to be puffed up because knowledge puffed up. And that is to a natural man. So that's, that, and that's why things happen that way. But the best way, what I'm talking about now, the best way to handle these kind of things. And the first aspect really is to just work in meekness. That's one. When we see others that doesn't seem to have come into the light of the knowledge of God, the best the best thing that we can do for them is to pray for them. But not, because I guess most, most part of this is actually our own heart attitude towards those people. Because the way we are looking at them and behaving, oh, these people should, they should, ah, these don't even know anything. That, that, what is actually ongoing on there is not that we know, is that we are proud is that there is a problem within us that needs to be addressed and that's simply that we need to come into meekness now we now realize that even though we are trying to maybe what, what we would feel when we are coming in meekness concerning the thing is that instead of 
reacting and thinking, oh, these people don't even know anything, they are low. You will see what should comfort is compassion. That, oh my God, ah, these people didn't know this and they should know better. And then the best thing we can do, like I, like I was going to say, is that we should, we can, the best we can do is to pray for them. Then, of course, if, if, uh, if opportunity presents itself, we can have conversations with those people. But there are certain settings you can't just, for example, now, so there are certain settings you can't just, you know, start talking to people that they don't know. For example, let's say we are in, we are in church and we are in Bible study and you know, we are beginning to, to see people talk differently, interpret scripture differently, and now how do these people don't know anything? <laughs> See this, this, this is the way these people are interpreting scripture. Now let me let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Then we'll stand up and then teach them. This is what the scripture is saying. This is that it's really more about heart attitude, and people can smell that from afar. The best approach is, like I said, is to first of all see this thing as mercy. Then that will actually change our approach and attitude when when in an environment that we seem that seem that seem we can add to them. Right. So we when we're in an environment where we feel we can add to them. It is now the, the, the attitude and approach will be a lot more meek and humble, such that it doesn't come off as being too proud. Rather, but rather edifying the body. So now realize that when we are talking, we don't, in, this, in our heart, as we, as we are trying maybe to talk with people that doesn't seem to know, we realize that in our heart, it is a whole lot of meekness and just you know, having compassion that is driving us rather than our own pride. Because sometimes you might be too proud and we just want to give it to them. You don't know, you don't know, let me correct you. This is this, this, that. It's not the right approach, right? And in a setting where we can't do anything, the best is just to pray. So, for example, we can't just go and tell everybody in the church and tell them that, oh, all you people are learning is wrong, right? First of all, that is, number one, that is, shows a lack of meekness and there's a problem there. Two, it just means that we don't understand. Now, part of the best, or let me put it this way, because of the state of the body as a general, it's not that every, the, the entire body is not yet fully in the learning of righteousness, right? Somehow, somehow, we are still in, in between our milk and trying to move into righteousness. In short, most, mo- most of us or most churches are actually in the state of the Corinthians church, right? But that doesn't mean that they are wrong, right? Like, like I was explaining uh, previously that a carnal, being carnal is not, it's not, it's not a, an insult or a, a, a bad thing. But remaining carnal is what is bad, right? Um, being carnal is the state that every believer is when we get born again. When we get born again, that doesn't remove the carnality. As we begin to journey and grow, it's when we begin to move from being carnal into being spiritual. So... The, the best thing to do in, the, in that kind of situation is really, really just to pray. But when we're in a setting where what they are teaching is sincere milk of the word, there's nothing wrong. When they are interpreting, or the best way to look at it, when they are interpreting scripture, let us get the message out of it rather than the way they are interpreting the scripture. So for example, uh, the way scripture is interpreted is based on the light that is shining or the light that the person that is reading it is using to and approach the scripture and if the light is not meat then there's no way we can interpret it the way meat will interpret it right and that doesn't mean that it is wrong it's just that it is speaking towards a kind of light right now even with that light we can realize that there's something we can get from it that can actually bless us 
right? But if we are puffed up, nothing that they say will bless us. So in the in the place where maybe the person is for us to for us to be thinking that the person is is not speaking or is not teaching well, there's a, it means that there's an issue and a meekness problem within our heart that is ongoing. Because uh, I think and when you say that it happened to you when you begin to learn what about it's not only you. It happened to all of us. Even, even it happened to me too. When I began to, when initially I began to learn the word of righteousness, what I was seeing everywhere is that, oh my God, everybody, nobody knows scripture again. No. It's like, why are these people talking like this? This is not what the scripture is about. You know, and the whole, there's a whole lot of arrogance that begins to, that begins to spring forth. Before then, God began to then walk. A lot of different things happened, and then I now began to see the hidden things of darkness in my own heart. I was like, ah, no, this is not the right approach, right? And it's actually God's mercy. That drove me to that. And I'm like, ah, this is not the right approach. I found a problem within my own heart towards the approach. But that doesn't mean that when I see people today and maybe we are talking and they are you know, interpreting scripture in a way. I mean, I don't just bash it. I just, I, first of all, I, I, the first thing I do is to make sure that I understand where they are, where they are coming from. Right? Even if I know it is me, I will still listen to them and see what I can learn from it. And that's actually meekness in such a way that wherever we are, we should be much more concerned about what we can learn rather than the knowledge that we have. So it is not about us. We should position ourselves to receive rather than to judge. So when we are in a position where we are positioned to receive, we now we realize that most of the things that we are seeing before about them, not even when we won't see it again. I mean, it's not, it's not going to happen all of a sudden. But based on as we begin to position ourselves in such a way to receive rather than to, to judge, we notice that over time, we begin to move into a whole much more heart of meekness, such that when we even hear things that doesn't seem like what we know, it doesn't it doesn't throw us off. But we should be much more concerned about even as you know learning Christ, we should be much more concerned about learning the milk of the word still, because nobody can you know, ever throw milk away. So we shouldn't um, lose sight of that. So that's what I have to say regarding that. I don't know if that helped, but it is much more. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say it's, it's, it's much more about us and our heart disposition than the people who, that we feel are not learning or interpreting scripture properly. So, I, I don't know if I expanded a little bit more regarding that aspect. Oh, yes. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Because even from, from experience, I, I noticed that, like, when it happened to me, when I began to, like, when God gives me grace to change my attitude, my heart, I realized that I get a lot more from church mm-hmm. than when I, even though the message is still the same, when I just change my heart. And it's something else that I also noticed recently, is that, and I feel like it's also God using it to humble on me, is that people that are not even exposed to light, they even display qualities or, like, attitudes of Christ, like they've gone further in their spiritual journey, quote and unquote, and like things like meekness and humility and forgiveness, than even me that is listening to all these revelations. All of that just brings me back and helps me to humble myself that I can learn from anybody if I have the right attitude. So thank you. Thank God. Any more questions? Any other question? No question. Okay. 
So did we all um, get something from today's uh, explanation, I guess? Yes. Okay. I did. If there are no questions, it's like today, today is, a, is, a, is a shorter day. Perhaps uh, also there is um, um, Light Up America coming up this week. And it starts on uh, Tuesday. The first day is Tuesday and ends on Saturday. Uh, I think there should be also. I think Pastor Femi also posted in the in the group about it as well. So if we have time, we can please as much as we can uh, join, and that will be great. And of course, uh, uh, also there's 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 a few things we are working on regarding. I know the first meeting we had earlier, you know, that we talked about, you know, different changes. Uh, we are still considering that, and hopefully, maybe in the nearest nearest future, there will be some information regarding uh, maybe any changes that will happen. Uh, but the, the day we are also looking at is Monday, as you know, we asked in the last time. And also, I would like to just encourage um, us as much as possible, if we get time and chance to maybe just meet together and just you know, maybe stream the Saturday meetings from Ed meeting, that would be great. Um, it's much more just to also uh, facilitate just the the community coming together there and you know, more, you know, having actually physic, physical fellowship together one with another. Um, that would be great. Um, I think that's all I have. Um, no more questions. I don't have questions as well. Sorry, I have a question about the last point you made. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Like, who's going to facilitate that? So, uh, we are looking at... Um, because the, the idea is probably much to have a class. Or, wait, facilitate what did I get? Is it the meeting? Uh, no, the last point about you said, like, us meeting physically. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Uh, I, 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 I don't know, but if we can all... Uh, I guess I'll leave it to you guys to really, really actually decide. I don't know if Timmy can. Well, I think sent a text that you guys are coming in next week. Oh, next. yes, yes, yes. Uh, we will be in Calgary next week. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't get any text. Okay. Oh. But, um. Next I, you are coming? Yes, I will be in Calgary. Me and my wife will be in Calgary next week. Oh, nice. Is it next? Yeah, it's next week. Next Sunday is another week. Yeah. We'll be in Calgary this weekend. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So, um, Sunday meeting might actually be a physical meeting. Not might, it's a wheel. I think I can see that. Okay. Um, is somebody going to put like the details in the group? Because the other people who are not yet, they who might want to come. I think the information will be much more, uh, I think in the group will pass on much, uh, much more information. Um, I think I'll talk with Timmy as well, maybe and Pastor Femi, to see what the details of that will be. I'm pretty sure we'll all be notified regarding the meeting. Okay. Okay. I'm just, just, uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, giving that uh, point. Uh, long, long run is much more of a long term 
um just idea just in case we you know you guys feel like you know meeting physically um you know the the saturday meeting that happens in edmonton maybe maybe on a saturday you, know, you guys can have a maybe house house party watch where you know maybe someone can choose to host everybody can come and then stream the meeting together um just suggesting that because you know there's not there's no actual physical meeting in uh Calgary yet so that's just much more to you know help brethren to come together but that's that's just why I mentioned that as much as as much as you guys are chanced so I'll leave that to you guys and more information will come regarding the meeting on Sunday Alrighty. All right. Um, without further ado and no questions, Timmy, can you please help us with a closing prayer? Hi, Timmy. Okay. Maybe I don't. I don't know if he's in a place where he can talk, but okay. Uh, let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. Give you all the praise. Thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Father, we give you all the praise. Thank you for today. Thank you for grace and fellowship one with another. Thank you for the blessing of your word. M Zata Emaradata Zeno Mushita Vani Mushita Ketene Mushita Venima Epiozuto Veni Mushita Kata Mushita Vani Mushita Veni Mushita Epsuto Veni Mushata Karita Zeta Veni Mushita Father we thank you Can we just begin to pray that we receive so much 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 more grace for help in the mighty name of Jesus, to display rather the power of God that we will not just have the word of the kingdom, but we will also have the power of the kingdom that will receive life, we will be able to display all the life in Christ, or that will display charity, will display hope, will display faith in the name of Jesus. Variata, Ebzoto Vene Moshita Vata Cassette Vene Muhuri Bashita Vana, Zete Bata, Arabosta Zephene Matani Gasita, Emprazuta Vene Moshita Vana Moshita Vene Moshita Vana Moshita. And as we've been praying, can we just pray again for much more help? That heaven will help our heart in meekness, even concerning wisdom, that as wisdom and understanding is coming, that we will receive grace for meekness. To, re to receive it as a mercy of God, as God's mercy, but not to be puffed up, not to be exalted beyond measure, that we will receive help to be abased, to come into meekness 
of the life of Christ in the name of Jesus. Sanimoshi bariasta zedi evrasta zata kalimashi tevene musita bariata zandi epiozata epiozata epiozete vene mushita kalite zete vene mushita epiasta zete keli vezidi vere mamoshi makata emzuto 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 embata empiozete vene mushita kalite zete vene mushita vani kasite epiazuto that will receive help help for meekness help for meekness that will receive much more meekness that heaven will help us to come into meekness of life meekness of life oh my city vene mushita my wherever meekness is lacking that will receive help for meekness in the name of jesus that will not be puffed up will not be puffed up but rather will come in meekness of heart in the name of jesus sefanata ebriosta venegaste zedekata emzata embata edata 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 eragashite venemosita embrozata embroshima karvesite venemata embrata venemoshita kalete zete venemekete redebata emzata venemoshiparite venemosima epioto vedekehe epioto vimakata epikato vete kimakete epzuze venemoshita variaste emzoka emzoka emiseferiato zikishima Embrata, embrata, embrata zone moshima. Eprezefene moseke teni makata. Empiata zote vene mashte keli asta zende kata. Goshte fema, go fekisa. Emzoma ni mateva. Oh, help for meekness. Oh, that the light of Christ will help us to come in meekness. In meekness so that we receive much more. As the scripture says, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. We ask, Lord, that we will be able to receive the wisdom of God in all meekness and lowliness of our That meekness will be worked in us, that we will respond in meekness to the word of God, which is coming to us, the engrafted word. We'll receive help for meekness. Much more meekness, 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 meekness in the light of Christ. In the light of Christ, coming into the knowledge of Christ, I will receive much meekness, much meekness of heart. In the name of Jesus, say Maragata, Ebrivata, 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 Zene Moshima, Eprezete, Vene Mashite, Kelite, Vete, Mekete, Vekete, Mekete, Vene Moshite. Meekness of heart, meekness of heart, meekness of heart. Emzota, Emaka, Emakata. Oh, that every hidden things of darkness in our hearts will be brought to light in the name of Jesus, that the counsel of our heart will be revealed, will be made manifest for the purpose of change, for the purpose of change and to come into meekness in the name of Jesus. Sefeni, Ephrestokata, Epribashte, Venemotika, Livadena, Emzona, Emzona, Moshimarata, Emzota, Mozite, Venemoshita, Kea, Emzata, Emzoto Vezede, Kariasta Zede, Emzoto Venemoshita, Karita Zente, Poste Kata, Poste Kata Vete Kenima, Poste Kata Vete Kushima, Epio Zete, Epriato Zete Venemoshita Vanyaste, Zokanda, Zokanda Vendeka, Vendeka Zokain, Vendeka Zekain, Emzo Venebakata, 
Emzoka, 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 Nemoshite, Venemoshite, 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 Embragata, Venemoshite, 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 Emazote, Venema, Epiato, Vete, Cassite, Venemata, Emazete, Vete, Shita, Kata, Help, Help to come into meekness, Help to come into meekness, Versus Venemaha. Vesuke vete moshite vane moshite vene moshite em zoto vene moshite vene mata em zoto vene moshite ragasta em zata em zata em zata em zata o previna moshita em zoto vene moshite van zetezeneka em zoto vene moshiva zefene moshita kata thank you father we give you all the praise thank you for answered prayers for in Jesus name we pray Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. All right. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the grace to meet again. So be thou exalted, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, O Lord, that your word that you have spoken to each and every one of us today will begin to spring forth as life in our heart and our souls in the name of Jesus. We pray, O Lord, for much more breath of your spirit upon the word. Would you read that? You will bring this word even into our remembrance in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O Lord, concerning meekness. Lord, you will grant us the meekness of heart to come or to receive your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we will receive your word, grace to receive your word in all meekness and lowliness of heart in the mighty name of Jesus. That we will not be puffed up, that you will remove every height of pride in our heart, even in the knowledge of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for help, Lord, much, much help, even to yield ourselves to you, to display the power of the kingdom rather than the speech thereof. In the mighty name of Jesus, that we receive grace to yield and walk in all the life and the power of the kingdom that even you are teaching in Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. As we go throughout this week, we pray for the help of the Spirit, Lord, that you will guide our steps. Even our weak, Lord, you will give grace to our hands and feet and even our mind. That as we begin to, to journey even this week, that you will receive so much peace, help, and grace from you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we will commit even the rest of the week unto your hands, that you will take control and preeminence. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because... You have answered our prayers tonight. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you, everyone, Amen. for joining. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, sir. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells.